Well, welcome back to the Federal Retirement Show. I'm your host, Val Majewski uh, with American Benefits Exchange, and I appreciate you joining us for another episode. And today we're going to be talking about the older system, the CSRS, Civil Service Retirement System, um, how to qualify for retirement, and then to go over the calculation. Now, if you recall from a previous episode, we did talk about FERS, and I said most of you or the bulk of you are going to be in the FERS system, right? Because they're not making new CSRS employees. This is the older system, the original system. So we're gonna dive in and show you or give you a look behind the curtain, even if you are a FERS employee of what the older system looked like, so you can compare and contrast and see what was different when the government came out with the new and improved, as they call it, FERS system. You can decide which one is better. So let's dive in and we're gonna talk about what the CSRS system is, uh, what it looks like, who is in this system, and go over as much of the ins and outs in our time to go, uh, together today. So the CSRS system, I said it's the older system. Why? Because these are employees that were originally hired prior to 1984. Now, if you talk about the first system that came out, and these are employees that were hired after that, after 1983. So if you were hired prior to 1984, you are a civil service retirement system employee. And how did this one work? What was involved? Well, it was a lot simpler system because these employees were not automatically covered under social security like FERS employees are. In fact, FERS employees, if you go back to our previous episode, are covered on a three-part plan, which means FERS retirement pension or FERS retirement annuity Social Security and TSP are the three forms of income that a FERS employee can rely on in retirement. The CSRS employee relying on one retirement income source, their pension. Now, they put a lot more towards that pension. And you can see here, contribute seven whole percent out of every paycheck goes towards the CSRS system. If you recall, again, from the FERS uh, video or FERS episode that we did, a FERS employee does put seven whole percent away, but only a fraction of that goes towards the FERS system and the other percentage going towards Social Security. So still the contribution amount is the same between the two systems, except CSRS, all 7% is going towards the CSRS retirement system. Now, when TSP came out, uh, CSRS employees are eligible to contribute to that, but do not receive any matching funds. So again, CSRS system, this is meant or really relying on one retirement income source, your pension. Now, there is a different set of CSRS employees, and this is called CSRS offset. Now, what does this mean? If you're a CSRS offset employee, you were hired originally before 1984, so you're a CSRS employee. You had at least five years of service, and then you left the CSRS system, or you left the government entirely. And when you came back or got rehired, you were still in the CSRS system, but you're considered offset because you are now covered under Social Security. Now, when you retire under the same um, credentials or the same requirements as a CSRS employee, your benefits are gonna be offset by the amount of social security that you're now entitled to. We'll get into that here in a little bit when we talk about the pension calculation. If you did not have, if you're a CSRS employee and you did not have 
at least five years of service before leaving the government, when you came back or got rehired after 1984, then you're now covered by the FERS system and your previous CSRS time, um, you know, just stayed put. So you'd get a little bit of both systems. So returning uh, employees eligible for CSRS could have at that time also chosen just FERS. So instead of being offset, so to speak, you could have said, you know what, I just want to transfer completely from CSRS to FERS. Most people probably did not do that. And I bet even if you were hired as a CSRS employee originally, and when the FERS system came out, you probably got pushed pretty hard to go to the new and improved system. I say new and improved because a lot of times the government will try to sell you on that. But um, those folks that were pushed as a CSRS to go to the first system and stay put, I'm assuming are extremely happy. And you may be nodding your head behind your video screen here saying, yeah, I'm very happy that I stayed with CSRS and did not transfer all of my time over to FERS. So what does it look like to retire as a CSRS employee? What is the eligibility? Well, you'll see that two of these requirements are exactly the same uh, as the FERS system. And that's the second two that are listed here, BH60 with at least 20 years of service and 62 with at least five years of service. The only difference in eligibility requirements is that you can retire as a CSRS employee when you are 55 years old and have at least 30 years of service. Now, these are the only ways in which you can retire. There is no voluntary early retirement option as a CSRS employee, as there is in FERS. Uh, these are the three requirements or the three eligibility uh, benchmarks that you need to hit and to satisfy at least one of these in order to retire as a CSRS employee. Now, there are times at which the government is offered early outs and things of that nature, but generally speaking, if I meet a CSRS employee today, since you were hired prior to 1984, you should be immediately eligible for retirement. At least 99.99% of all CSRS employees I'm gonna to meet today are immediately eligible for retirement. So just like when the first system or when we talked about the first system, the second question we get asked is, okay, what can I expect? How do I calculate my pension? Now, this is an easier calculation than say the first system, right? It's, it's less math because you really just need to know what your high three is. And that's the average of your highest three consecutive years of total base pay. And then you need to look at this chart and see how many years of service you have in the CSRS system and multiply your high three by the appropriate percentage. So if we look at, let's say somebody that worked 35 years as a CSRS employee and their high three was $100,000, let's just keep the numbers round. We look at the chart, okay, 35 years of service is 66 and a quarter percent. That person is gonna earn in, in their retirement pension 66 and a quarter percent of that high three, which is 100,000. So that person would make $66,250 per year as a CSRS employee. Again, relying solely on one pension check in retirement. Now, if you look at the chart here, you see that the percentages stop growing when you hit 42 years of service. What does that mean? As a CSRS employee, you can cap out your pension you cap out at 80% of your high three. I've got a, a person I'm working with that has 53 years of service. They're my current record, record holder. My personal best as far as 
years of service for a federal employee, 53 years of service as a CSRS employee. How does theirs work? Well, they don't credit or they don't get credit for any additional service time when it comes to their pension calculation by working beyond 42 years. They're still contributing to the CSRS system. So you may be thinking, well, why pay into the system still if I'm not getting any more service time? When we calculate their pension, it's still going to be 80% of their high three, and they will get a refund at that point of all the additional contributions beyond the 42nd year, and they'll get that back when they retire. So they're still putting in the 7% towards the pension system, but all of that time or all of those funds above and beyond the 42 years are going to be refunded back to them. Now, there is a way in which a CSRS employee can get more than 80% uh, in their pension calculation, is that is by adding their sick leave time. So just like with the FERS system, additional sick leave time or leftover sick leave time at the time of retirement is going to be added on to your service years, and it can actually bump you up above 80% in that pension calculation. Same as in the first system, any leftover annual leave time that you have is going to be converted to a lump sum payment and paid to you um, at the time of retirement, generally speaking, by the next pay period after you retire. Now, a question we get asked also is, when is the best day of the month to retire? When should I retire? Now, a lot of uh, federal employees will retire at the end of a calendar year to try and maximize the amount of leave accrual for that, that year. But generally speaking, as a CSRS employee, the best day to retire uh, to minimize the amount of time you go without a paycheck and then maximize the amount of earnings you're going to have is usually on the third day of the month. Now, it's different in the first system, but as a CSRS employee, if you retire on the first, second, or third day of the month, your effective retirement date is the following day. Let's say you retired on December 4th. So I said the best days were first, second, or third of the month. If you retired on the December 4th, your effective retirement date would not be until the first of the following month, which is January 1st. You'd go at least two months without receiving your pension. That's worst case scenario. So to try to minimize the amount of time you go without a paycheck, it's advised as a CSRS employee that you retire on the first, second, or third day of the month. Now you can certainly retire on the fourth or any day thereafter just understand you may go a little longer before receiving your first pension check. And it's important to note also, when it comes to your pension checks, whether you're in the CSRS system or the FERS system, it's gonna take a little bit of time before you start receiving that full pension check. Talk to your friends, talk to people who have recently retired and ask them, how long until you receive your full pension check, everything that you're owed? The typical answer I'm seeing now is four to six months. Why is that? Because OPM will start to give you what's known as interim pay, and that's a percentage, usually not a uh, overestimate, uh, an underestimate of what you're supposed to receive. And you're going to receive that until they finalize your application for retirement, until they figure out exactly how much they owe you. Generally speaking, as I'm seeing now, it's about four to six months until they play catch up and get you what they're supposed to pay you. They will back pay you everything that they owe you. But it doesn't mean that you still don't have bills to pay. You still don't have uh, or need money to live on. So just be prepared for that, that you're going to go sometime before you see your full retirement paycheck, whether you're in the first system or the CSRS system. 
Now, on top of this uh, pension calculation, you're also going to have a survivor benefit option. Um, but generally speaking, within your pension, uh, or when it comes to your pension, the deductions that are going to come out, you're really going to pay taxes, maybe some state tax, depending upon what state you decide to retire in. Your federal employee health benefits, if you choose to keep those, can still come out. Uh, you may pay a little bit of FEGLI for a period of time, and you may see a reduction depending on the spousal benefit election you choose. So when it comes to CSRS and retirement, we're seeing less and less of them because why they're not making any new CSRS employees. So that was a general overview of the older system. Even if you are a FERS employee and you just want to get an idea of what that used to look like and what those employees experience in retirement. Um, hope you enjoyed the information. Hope you found it extremely valuable. If you do have any questions, things you want to clear up, you want me to expand upon, you want me to go into further detail about, or if you want to get your personal benefits and retirement estimate run, whether you're in the CSRS system or the FERS system, reach out to us. We'd be happy to do a full benefits and retirement analysis for you, answer your questions, let you know exactly where you stand so you can be properly prepared when that time comes to retire. So thank you for joining me. Again, my name is Val Majewski with American Benefits Exchange and look forward to seeing you all on a future episode.